Alex Afondi Show, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you with me. Here we are together again on this podcast. Mind you, after a pretty long interruption. Well, Ladia, this uh, corona situation got me focused on the market and reading and a few other things. So I took a break. But nonetheless, here I am. Back with you with another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of my program. Here we are together again on another episode of The Acquisition Entrepreneur. And I'll be honest with you guys. Today, I don't have a specific topic. I just want to spend a few minutes to to reconnect with you and, you know, let you know that I sincerely appreciate your listening. I, I do wa- I do watch the uh, uh, the numbers. Uh, I guess in in media they call them the views or the listens or whatever the whatever you want to call them. But um, this has been interesting, huh? In fact, I would love to discuss this with one of you on the uh, on the call on the on an episode over a call to kind of learn how to how you guys are handling it. Whether wh- whatever stage you're in, I'd love to do a quick quick ten minute interview. Nonetheless, you guys wanted to reconnect with you, and what I've personally been doing a lot of is really reading the macroeconomics of this whole situation. You know, there's a wise quote that says, you know, at times, not having a business is actually beneficial, right? So if you haven't struck, um, if you have been blessed like I have with uh, delaying a deal to where COVID hits, hit, and that actually killed the deal, which was beneficial to me. If you've been that blessed, I mean, God, God bless you, more power to you, Um. And the situation that took place for me is uh, back in December, I saw a business owner and uh, perfect textbook, just perfect textbook situation. He's retiring. He really liked me, impressed with my resume, impressed with my business skills. And he was eager to, to sell me the business. It just so happened to be a, a franchise um, which, you know, I was willing to take as a first step because it was majority sales financing. Uh, and because it is a franchise, there is naturally, in the U.S. at least, a whole lot of laws and regulations they have to comply with. For example, like they send you something called the FTD. And they, I don't know whether they can't or they choose not to talk to you for 10 days, right? So that's a delay. That was a pretty big delay. You know, another one is, uh, you know, you have, to, you have to wait for training. Well, uh, first training I couldn't make because I couldn't have the paperwork uh, in time and the deposit and everything. And that delayed it. And then I was supposed to be, actually booked my, my airplane and Airbnb for the training. And then, boom, California closed. And I, thankfully, I had been watching the news very closely. And, you know, it's interesting for a guy who doesn't have TV at home to watch the news 
and care very much because you know I get up at four a.m. and I and I read the Wall Street. But nonetheless, you know, I was um, just watching the news and I just kind of knew, you know, from my from my economics uh, education and finance education, I just knew this was going to be a nightmare. And so I called the deal off for the second time. What's interesting is, and I by no means mean to get to you guys, you know, I hope you're not tired of this same story about the first deal I was going to close, but, you know, I'm sure you can appreciate the struggle, right? Because uh, we, on the show, we, as acquisition entrepreneurs, we struggle together. And it's a beautiful thing, so... Called the owner, you know, Mr. Tom, apologies, you know, you see what's happening in the country, I need to put this thing on hold. Well, the, the franchise, met, the, the franchisors weren't very happy, and so, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, look, I gotta look out for my best interest, and this is just not happening, let me put it on hold. About three weeks later, which was, you know, uh, last week, they called me and they said, you know, in their very sleazy way, they said, Hey, Alex, how you doing? We're so excited to give you good news. Um, the, the owner wants to sell you the business for 15% of the agreed upon price. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I actually have a good relationship with the owner. He hasn't called me. So I called him pretty much immediately, had a discussion. And then he's like, you know, Alex, I'm really tired. I just want out. I will sell it to you for 25%, 15% of the agreed upon price. Wow. I was like, all right, well, how much money are you bleeding a month? And he said, $10,000. Now, on the grand scheme of things, and yeah, $10,000 isn't, isn't a whole lot of money. Because a lot of other businesses are bleeding 50, 100, a million dollars a day. Did I just say an hour? My apologies. $10,000 a month. That's what I said. Sorry. So, you know, other businesses are bleeding a million dollars a month. Uh, I know American Airlines is bleeding about $30 million a day, right? I mean, on the grand scheme of things, $10,000 isn't not a whole lot. But to me, you better believe it. It's a lot of money. And I just wasn't willing. And I said, look, Tom, I was I was genuinely excited to come in. I was genuinely excited to take the business owner uh, over. But I'm also excited to make money. And it doesn't seem like I'm going to make much money. Well, it's got a discount, this and that. And... The pandemic, believe it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you believe the powers to be and what they're saying about the pandemic and how dangerous it is, I personally don't. Uh, you know, it, it made me it made me change industries. It made me look at things a little more uh, closely, right? And um, I then started considering uh, commercial cleaning. Which actually was was brought to me by uh, Mario, the gentleman gentleman I interviewed. I got to I got to know this industry, which is if you think about it, it's kind of a hidden industry. Like who thinks, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm gonna start a commercial cleaning company. It turns out it's quite profitable. You know, I've been talking to these owners, but they, they you know they're dilly dallying and they're, they're actually doing well. 
in this pandemic because you know they they do environment cleaning and disinfecting and this and that the other thing and they've just kind of been dilly-dallying they they want to make a decision but they kind of don't they want to do house financing but they're not really motivated and because everyone now is so damn scared to meet you they want to talk to you on the phone and you know flat out i will make a better impression in person than than the phone all day every day i just will you know like i would on camera over the phone like i would on a on a zoom call over a phone call but they don't want to meet you so that's been interesting um and today i i keep digging for businesses i keep digging about learning about industries but if you find yourself having to wait if you find yourself having to really hold your brakes and instead of maybe looking for businesses, start raising money, assemble the board, right? I mean, you're following a step, right? I mean, steps or a process. If you've already assembled the board, maybe instead of looking for businesses, start raising money, start putting the feelers out, right? Um, because I also understand that a lot of business owners aren't even willing to talk right now, willing to talk, which to me is interesting, but... The ones who are willing to talk, you know, are desperate. And that comes with a price. You've got to dish out money in the first six months. So unless your investors are willing to do that, which as an investor, I know I'm not. You know, that's why, you know, the main difference, which is kind of another subtopic I've touched on before. Main difference between buying an existing business and buying a, I'm sorry, investing in a startup is the fact that existing businesses make money the next day. The next day. You you own it on a Tuesday? Theoretically, it's making money on a Tuesday. It's a beautiful thing. Startups can't say the same thing. You know, and if you go on my LinkedIn, on my I'm on Alex Afandi on my LinkedIn, there's an article about, you know, encouraging investors to give acquisition entrepreneurs a harder look, a longer look. A better opportunity right because yeah it is not sexy yeah it's not the next unicorn aka Amazon right um, but it's gonna make you money the, the first month so um, hope that was helpful to you guys again really no purpose no no agenda for this podcast I just wanted to reconnect I haven't recorded for about a month um, and because <laughs> As, as as attractive as opportunities may seem, owners are either desperate, excuse me, desperately looking for buyers, which makes me personally a little wary, or are so um, frazzled by this pandemic that they're really not willing to have conversations. Uh, I hope you're seeing something else. I hope you're experiencing a different um different experience out there i hope you're experiencing different different things out there but i know for me that's been my experience um and um any questions you you guys have i appreciate it and i must say i, I really do credit this episode and i do dedicate it to a gentleman who emailed me who's been, who's been listening to my previously recorded podcasts and uh, he did very nicely said, um, 
say, keep up the good work. It is Bob Carter's area code is 703. I'm guessing that is Houston. Uh, so, Bob, appreciate your uh, shout, man, shout out, man, and the email. And um, I'm, I'm back to it, you guys. I'm back to it. So, uh, as always, uh, be well. Be well, you guys. And any questions you have, send me an email at uh, alex at alexafondi.com. Take care.